0: Welcome to the podcast, God Wants to Talk to You. 15 minutes of Bible talk hosted by a regular guy, ordinary non-church-affiliated layman named Michael. And that would be me. Welcome to it. another episode of God Wants to Talk to You. Today, we're going to get into uh, John chapter 6. So much happens in this that I, I don't want to leave out the, like important, great stories just from John chapter 6. But there's one in particular that I want to uh, talk about, and that is... Uh, the bread of life, and we'll get into that. But just so we don't skip over anything here, in the very beginning of uh, John chapter six, Jesus is got a huge crowd around him. He had been preaching; the crowd was following him. They they were seeing the miracles, and it ends up he has five thousand people there listening to him preach, and they realize they're nowhere near town. These people are probably starving, and they're like, "How? Are Jesus asked the disciples, how are we going to feed these people? He knows how he's going to feed them, but he wants to see what they'll say. And then... It ends up they have a kid there that had a few loaves of bread and two fish. And Jesus is like, yeah, that'll do. Bring it up, put in basket. Boom, turned it into food for 5,000 people. And then they had, I think, something like 12 baskets left over. But that is in John chapter 6, if you want to go and read this chapter later. And then right after that, to get away from the big crowd... Jesus tells the disciples, hey, go back across the sea. We'll go to the other side and uh, get over there to get away from everyone. But he doesn't go with them, and they leave. And then in the middle of the night, he comes walking across. This is also the same chapter where Jesus walks on water, and that is another great story too, but not what we want to get into. What I want to talk about is how often I will tell you things of the old testament come around in the new testament and Jesus talks about things in the old testament like the bible is a complete whole book and you really need to know the whole book so it's it's and it's a lot a lot, a lot of reading but it's amazing to to just see how it tells about the past and and everything ties together. It all comes together so amazingly. And what I want to talk about is later in John chapter six, when we say Jesus, the bread of life, because this was a very controversial uh, talk that Jesus gives. So he has now got the crowds following him. And by the way, as soon as they got to the other side of the sea where Jesus had walked on water, they got in the boat. The crowd was more massive when they got over there because the people kept following him. So they found him on the other side of the lake and they said, uh, You know, then they asked him how he got there because they all know when the disciples left in the boat, Jesus wasn't in the boat. But then when he pulls up later on the other side, he's in the boat with them. They're like, how'd he get here? I know how he walked across the water. That's how. But here we go. So they asked him, how'd you get here? And Jesus said, very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the son of man will give you. For on him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. And they continue to ask him questions. The crowd then ask him, what must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answers, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he sent, meaning to believe in Jesus. So they asked him, what sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manah in the wilderness, as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, "'Very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven, for the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world.' They say, "'Sir, always give us this bread.' Then Jesus declared, "'I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never go thirsty.' But as I told you, you have seen me, and still you do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up on the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life and I will raise them up on the last day. At this, the Jews there began to grumble about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I came down from heaven? Jesus then knows what they're saying and says, Stop grumbling amongst yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them, and I will raise them up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, They will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard the Father and learned from him comes to me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But there is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Then the Jews began to argue sharply amongst themselves, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? And you got to think, this has got to sound pretty weird to the crowd, especially who are just trying to figure out what's going on. And Jesus says to them, Very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that comes down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manah and died, but whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. He said this while teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. And at that point, a ton of people deserted him. Like people were like, wait a minute, this guy's talking about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. Like he is out there. They say Jesus knew this was going to happen. He knew the people that were following him at this point, And then when they heard this, they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. And the amount of disciples he had greatly reduced after that. Now we all know what he's talking about. In hindsight, the great thing about life in general, his hindsight is 20, 20 that we can look back and be like, oh, he was talking about himself being the bread of life, which we all know from communion. When you take communion, it is the body of Jesus. And, and when you drink the wine, it is the blood of Jesus. And that is the sacrifice that has cleansed us all and healed us all. But what I wanted to go back to in this is the manah, manah in heaven. and And that's what he's talking about. And that is what they know of and by the way i know this i'm going to go back through i did a lot of research before i started this podcast today and Manah first mentioned in the bible in exodus 16 and that is the point where the israelites had come out of egypt and now they're in the desert wandering for 40 years and they're starving and they start to grumble to moses they're like wait a minute did you bring us out into the desert so we could starve they're like we lived way better as slaves in egypt we should just go back to egypt like, they're seriously thinking of going back to slavery because they're starving out into the wilderness, which is the desert, if you know that part of the world. So what happens is Moses takes this to God. God then gives them manah, which is described as like a flaky—it would come out of, out of the sky at night. It would come down. It was like a flower, like a grain, and they would collect it off the ground— And then we know in uh, Numbers later on that they would use this and they would make it into cakes, they would boil it, they would ground it into flour, and there were multiple ways they could eat it. We also know in uh, Deuteronomy, which Jesus quotes when he is uh, being tempted by Satan, and he says, man should not live on bread alone. And very true, he says they have to have spiritual needs as well. John chapter 6 makes mentions of Manah. Manah is all over the Bible. So we know this is a real thing that happened. Uh, There's Psalms that are about Manah, the bread of the angels, and that is uh, Psalm 78. Psalm 105 talks about how God cared for the needs of the Israelites in the wilderness. There's so many references to the Manah from heaven. We know this is a real thing, and it's still a part of uh, Ju- Judaism to this day and and every and, and to Christianity too because we believe the old testament and we believe in everything from there but here you have a guy now that is preaching and he's saying yeah you got to eat my flesh like I am the bread of heaven and when you look back we can say oh yeah Jesus is the bread of heaven like once you go to communion once you accept Jesus as your lord and savior once you do have the bread and the wine and you if i don't know what church you go to some churches do communion some churches don't some churches do it every single week and some churches do it once in a while but it is what he's talking about remember when he said at the last supper and he broke the bread and he said take this all of you and eat from it this is the uh, this is my flesh which will be given up for you and also goes on that this is the new and everlasting covenant no longer are we doing sacrifices jesus is the ultimate sacrifice and he gave up his life for our sins he was the lamb of god and we basically what do you do that they would eat the sacrifices the priest would that's what would happen so we all are eating of the sacrifice the sacrifice was jesus And in eating of that sacrifice, we are made whole and have eternal life. The manna that came down from heaven, yes, it was given by God to the Israelites and and Moses when they were out wandering around in the desert, but that just sustained them. It didn't fulfill them. It didn't give them eternal life. It kept them alive for now. The whole eternal life came all these years later with Jesus, and Jesus was the manna from heaven. He was the bread that came down from heaven. He was our salvation. And what he's saying there is the truth. And we know that now. I do understand, though, what's crazy to, you know, in hindsight to look at it and be like, wow, why did these people not believe this is Jesus? This guy's doing all these miracles. And how do you not know it? But think of what they're seeing there. They They have a guy talking, saying, yeah, you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. And people are like, whoa, whoa, this is... I don't know about this. Like the manna from heaven, it wasn't flesh and blood that was falling from the sky. It was like a it, they described it as almost like a snow on the ground, like a frost, and they would go out and gather that every morning. And there was a lot of rules that came with that, too. They couldn't gather more than they needed, and if they didn't gather enough, then they would be hungry for that time, but they could only gather extra on the sabbath so the day before the sabbath so they didn't have to work on the sabbath because they had those rules. So there were a lot of rules around the not from heaven, but now we have one rule. The rule is accept Jesus. Once you accept Jesus into your life, once you eat of that food, once you drink of that water or that wine, you will live forever. You will have eternal salvation. And it's a big part of this uh John chapter 6, which is goes on and on and how they they want to they always want to kill him here. But I'm telling you, it wasn't just the Pharisees and the uh, lawmakers of the time that heard this one and wanted to get him. There was a lot of people that were his disciples, a lot of people that were really feeling what he was saying and really wanting to follow him who then heard this and were like, whoa, we're out of here. And they took off. Like he lost a lot of followers over that sermon right there when he told people to eat his flesh and drink his blood. We know in hindsight what it meant. We do now know he was the bread of heaven. He is the bread of life. He, It is the, the cup of salvation when you drink the wine, which is the body of Christ, blood of heaven. You know that when you take communion. And it is amazing to see how all of this carries through. I love these themes in the Bible. There's so much that comes back. So we had the manna from heaven, which we, we have from early, early in the Bible, and we have... Uh, that the talk about that, and it comes back throughout the Bible, and then there's Mormonah from heaven, which comes in the New Testament in the name of Jesus. So Jesus then comes down out of heaven, because we now know, too, that Jesus has always been. He's been with God since the beginning. He wasn't, when he was born as a man through the Virgin Mary, that wasn't the start of Jesus. There's many references to, I, I was hearing uh, people talk about a reference that when they say the angel of God in the Old Testament, that oftentimes some people believe that was Jesus at that point coming down because he was different than the other angels. Whenever they would reference, usually they'd say the angel Gabriel or, or the angel whatever came down and, and talked to these people and told them this or an angel of the Lord said this. But when they say the angel of God, many people think that is Jesus who would show up even in the Old Testament because Jesus has always been. Jesus has been with God since the beginning, and way before the, you know, universe was made. There was Jesus there with God. So that is, it's just so much to wrap your your mind around. Because I have to tell you, there's been times where I thought, well, like G.K., he was born of the Virgin Mary. Like, when did he know he was he was the Son of God? Like, when did he, was he aware? I, he knew he was the Son of God before ever, he was born as a human, and he knew he was going to come down as a human, and he knew he was going to be sacrificed for mankind, and he willingly accepted that, and he came down and did that because God loves us so much, because Jesus loves us so much. It's it's just an amazing, amazing story, but John chapter 6 has got so much in it, so as always, I urge you, pick up your Bible, read John chapter 6, uh, read the whole Bible, but I am I'm really, really love the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and I try to go to those as much as I can. I will bounce around from time to time, even get some Old Testament stuff in here too, because it is a 15-minute Bible talk here on God Wants to Talk to You, and today I hope you enjoyed John chapter 6. I will talk to you again next time with another 15-minute Bible talk coming up here on God Wants to Talk to You, and if you want to get a hold of us, here's how you do it. I'll see you next time. If you would like to contact us here at God Wants to Talk to You, follow us and reach out through Instagram at God Wants to Talk to You. Until next time, may the peace of our Lord be with you.